You can worry if you want to. You can cry if you are scared. You can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning. Your spirit grow. Welcome to Love is the Power podcast, where we explore as a group ways to end suffering, mostly through a process called the work of Byron Katie also guided meditations with the um, purpose of supporting direct experience of the truth of who we are, which is already free of all suffering. And for me, after 20 plus years practicing the work daily, uh, came to realize that the work is love in action, applying love to every situation, circumstance, experience of our life. Thank you so much for listening and welcome. And if you ever want to join live, we meet every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. The details are on the podcast of how to join. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Nancy. Woo. Hey. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad to see all these happy, smiling faces because experiencing having no control Ever since I left the retreat, it took me three days to get home. I slept. <laughs> oh my god! I slept in Montreal. I slept in Toronto, and I slept in Detroit. I um, caught COVID. I, when I returned home, I went down to. Well, Toronto. you know, this is not a good advertisement for my retreats. I, I'm very sorry. I'm not uh, even, you know, I haven't is, really even begun. I we might have to delete this from the program. I found, I found rats in the basement. Um, police started calling to find out where my daughter was. And last night, uh, she called four different jurisdictions threatening to kill herself. Wow. The super full moon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Just let all that in. Oh my God. What a. (laughs) Yeah. Just let it all in. Just how totally out of control. You know, it's like how much we want things to be good. We want our loved ones to be happy. We want life to be good and just let in how 
totally out of control this has been for you. Yeah. Well. You know, I I tried on. I allow myself to peacefully experience my daughter's illness. Yeah. Um, and that helps a little. You know, yeah. and the part I was going to ask you was the difference between... Um, oh, jeez. Uh, Sorry, no, the part okay. I was going to ask you was the what I found between control and caring, and then I hear you say that caring is dependency. Well, you know, it's 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 words, so it's pointing to experiences. So, like, we can genuinely care about someone without without believing our happiness depends on their well-being. Like, as in, if you look at your daughter, and do you want the best for her? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you could say, I care about my daughter. I know that when I check in, I notice I want the best for her. Now, do you know what that is? No. And do you have the power to make the best happen for her? as far as you can tell. No. So now, usually what we do with this is wanting the best for someone is not enough. Right. I, you know, I kind of wish there was something I could yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Mix up like the perfect meal and she eats it and right. all of a sudden she's mentally healthy and, you know, happy and, and loving her life. And as far as I can tell, we, we, we don't have that power. You know, the power we have, which doesn't seem like power at all, is, is knowing that I want the best for them, which is a kind of love you know and but we rob ourselves of experiencing our true nature which wants the best for everyone but in this case wants the best for your daughter we rob ourselves of the experience of that the moment we tell ourselves that's not enough i have to do something i have to be able to do something that actually works that actually makes a difference. So, wanting, wanting the best for her is not enough. Is that true? Knowing that you want the best for her is not enough. Is that true? I guess no, because there's nothing else to do. Okay, I guess no, that's the beginning. <laughs> so knowing that you want the best for her is not enough. You have to do something. So contemplate again. 
Can you absolutely know that that's true? No. And how do you react? What happens when you really believe? Knowing that you want the best for her is not enough. You have to do something. What's the effect of believing this way? I worry constantly. I feel like I'm joined at the hip. I really, you know, calling the pest companies felt so ludicrous when I know my daughter's out there threatening to commit suicide. So I, you know, I, I, I just, I've, I've been frozen and stuck in just worry. Yeah. You know, and this interesting thing about worry, you know, because the statement as, as I presented it was wanting, knowing I want the best for her is not enough. I have to do something. So what I found is when we don't know what to do or there's nothing to do, it's not clear, we worry. Yes. Yeah. Because it gives us the sense of doing something. Right. You're right. Yeah. You know, well, at least I'm worrying. And it seems cold and callous to what called the pest control people. Is that what you said? Right. Like as if I don't care about her, like that right. I would do some, something so mundane. as. Okay, so feel the belief again. Knowing I want the best for her is not enough. I need to do something. So notice again the effect of thinking this way. like a constrictor is just wrapped around me. Yeah. And it's, it's so good to see clearly that that constrictor wrapped around you comes from the story, not the situation. It's not the situation causing the worry and the constrictor thing around you. But believing, no, believing wanting the best for her is not enough. I have to do something. Really, it's really hard to grasp that, that it, it comes from the story, not the situation. Yeah really hard to grasp that. Yeah. Yeah. So notice again, how do you react when you believe wanting the best for her is not enough? You have to do something. It's like Chicken little, you know, running around, chicken with its head cut off, just mm -hmm. in circles. Yeah. 
So now is that coming from the fact that you you don't know where your daughter is and she's um, uh, talking about suicide? That reaction? Yeah. Really? Really? Not knowing where she is, but knowing she's talking about suicide. This running around like your head, like a chicken with its head cut off. It's coming from that. That situation is the cause of that. Oh, it's it's my worry. It's my. It's your belief. It's my. Wanting the best for her is not enough. I have to do something. Well, it's like you don't know where she is. You know, so of course, if you believe you have to do something and you don't know where she is, which means there's like not, pretty much nothing you can do, mm -hmm. you know, maybe give a description of her or the latest picture you have to the police. Well, then you have to run around like a chicken with its head cut off. Because in your world, you have to do something. But the situation is, you don't know where she is. All you know is she's called these various different police stations threatening suicide. Is that right? Yeah, that's what you know. So now there's no way that can be causing the running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like, is that actually going to accomplish anything in relation to the situation? No, no. No, that has to be coming from the story, the belief. I have to do something. Okay. If I don't do something, it means I don't care, usually. Right. And I don't want to be that mom that doesn't care. Right. Yeah. And then we miss the fact that we want the best for our child. Like we totally miss our real nature, which wants the best for our child. So you're saying <clears throat> finding that way to my true nature, which, you know, I've been doing the work on this and wanting to be present with an open heart wanting to be not the chicken with its head cut, cut off running around, that that will help ameliorate the worry, like being present with an open heart is doing something, right? <clears throat> well, if worry is doing something, being present with an open heart might be doing something. So imagine, imagine being present, peaceful, open-hearted towards your daughter, towards life, towards yourself. And that is not enough. You have to do something. Is that true? No.
I think I get it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So now just contemplate the turnaround that it is enough. Open heart. Peaceful presence. Knowing that you want the best for her. Could it be that is enough for now? Yeah. Yeah. It it allows me to show up the way I want to show up. I think it allows a kindness towards her just as she is. Sort of makes room for her difficulties and feels kind to both of us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so one more time, just look at your daughter and your imagination and do you want the best for her? And do you know what that is? No. And just contemplate, could it be, for now, knowing that you want the best for her is enough, for now. For now, it's For enough. Now. Yeah. Thank you. So now, if there's something that you can do that would be helpful, are you available? Yeah. Yeah. So now, just being available is not enough. Is that true? No. For now, just being available is enough. So now, again, if there's something you could do, it's like, you can't trust life to show you what you could do if there's something you could do. You can't trust life with that. Is that true? 
No. And then just let in the turnaround. I can trust life with that, with showing me if there's something to do, what it is. Just consider that I can trust life to show me. I can I can trust life to show me if there's something to do. I, that feels really true. Yeah. It also makes me feel so much less alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're no longer separate, isolated from life. You know, at the very least, you and life are connected. I'm sorry, at the very least, what? You and life are connected. Like, uh, you, you and life are partners in life. Rather than separate, you separate from life. Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah, thank you for you know, bringing this out into the open with us. Yeah. Yeah, so anyone anyone want to share anything you've been noticing as in our time together? Yeah. Nancy, thank you so much. That that really touched me. I I noticed I've gone through a lot of life trying not to care, being afraid to care. And I got it. Why? was because of the feeling of helplessness and the f- fear because I couldn't, didn't know what to do, couldn't know what to do, but felt I needed to. So it was easier to withdraw or try to harden myself as like a self-protection from feeling I'm I'm glad, Deborah, that yeah, I think I'm just getting this too, and it's really important. So thank you. Thanks, Tom. So you know, could it be could it be none of it serious? You know, I couldn't resist, Nancy. I hope it's not offensive. But could it be? None of it's as serious. Could it be? We're eternal. And, you know, 
mental illnesses. You know, just stubbing your toe really, really, really badly. You know, versus the rest, yeah. Versus the rest of us, we just have these little tiny stub toes. We think are big deals. Some of us have, you know, really, really, really badly stub toes. Like they take a long time to heal. You know, but imagine, imagine that you knew, you knew that your daughter's eternal, you're eternal, we're all eternal. There's no death. Just imagine, you, you knew this was the truth. And how might you see the situation from that perspective? Or how? And everyone, just look at your life. How might you look at your life from the perspective of knowing, intuitively knowing you're eternal? Can you repeat that? What are we intuitively knowing? Uh, that we are eternal. That death is an illusion, not real. I'm noticing like there's a there's a, a glimpse of like an opening and then there is like fear. Uh, fear around being eternal? Um no, I was thinking more of the people I love. Because then I noticed <laughs> that they're eternal? Oh shit. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I thought that. eventually they'd die. <laughs> well, it's more like then it's not a big deal if Yeah, it's not a dying. big deal. That's right. And, Not a big that, deal. That's, that's the part that was like... Yeah, that's blasphemous. Yeah. That's sacrilegious, yeah. you know, yeah. blasphemous. Not a big deal. Yeah, so you're dying. So what? I mean, I miss you. Yeah, my daughter, uh, when she got older, uh, she went to like Spain for a while. She went to India for a while. And, and before her trips, she would always say, it's been great knowing each other and and uh no how did she say you know if i die and we never see each other again it's been a great trip <laughs> and it's like eh, no big deal no. sorry we live forever my okay. my son when he was um <clears throat> probably four and a half, said to me one time, Mom, dying is just graduating from life. <laughs> oh, that's what my wife, we call her, her the, day, the day she died, graduation day. Oh, let's celebrate Mom's graduation day. Okay. Oh, man, Ma, you killed it. Good job. <laughs> well, 
I noticed a flash of fear with that being eternal. And then I realized that was coming from thinking that anything in life is serious. Mm. Yeah. You know, if, if, if none of it's serious, then it doesn't matter either way. <laughs> but if any of it is, then it's yeah, like... Yeah, if it's serious oh, and I live forever, oh, that sounds like... Uh, it sounds you know, worse. Sounds yeah. like the Bible, eternal damnation. <laughs> or do other religions have eternal damnation? Is that common? No. Common not. concept? Amna, the, the yeah. Muslims? Yeah, we got they got it. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament Jews, they got that too. Eternal mm -hmm. damnation. <laughs> not not sure about that. Me neither. Oh well. But you know, as long as we believe we can blow it, then we we have to imagine eternal damnation. If we believe it, it's a religion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, geez. Welcome to Planet Earth 2023. Okay, anyone else want to share anything before we close? I'm just grateful Tom, really. Sorry. Oh, go sorry. ahead. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just grateful, Tom, to hear your voice again. Because for oh. me, hearing your voice is like anchoring myself in the experience in Abercorn. Oh, it has yeah. to remember. So I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. It Amazing. brings back all the things that we want. Like, it's like. Yeah. Don't forget. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, Leah and. Um, I just, I wanted to share, um, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share, I've, I've sat in the belief a number of times, could it be nothing serious is going on? And then I had experience a couple days ago where I was feeling like something serious was going on and I was using the thought, could it be nothing serious is going on to invalidate the feeling that something serious was going on? Um, yeah. And so there's just, I just have now living in this wonderful place where I can entertain that nothing serious is going on and I can take my life really seriously and I'm feeling more connected to things in a, in a really nice way. Um, oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And Joanna. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking as you were working with Nancy was of the fact that I wish the best for her. Mm. Um, and that that feeling felt like we were in a circle mm. holding her that, you know, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I don't even have an impulse to do something because there's so much nothing I can do for this. Yeah. But knowing that I can care. Mm -hmm. You know? 
Yeah, I can very, very sincerely want the best for her, even though we've never met. Yeah, and for Nancy, you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. That's all. Thank you for that. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Louise. Hey, everyone. Um, I was just so appreciating um, all the work that you and Nancy did and the care with which that was held. And, and then I really appreciated you going and, and kind of being tender with Nancy about it. Could it be none of this is serious? And then Nancy, like, raising her arm with a, like, a right on. And it's like, oh, thank you. Wow. That just gave me so much uh, juice and inspiration. And I want to kind of throw out there, um, you know, you speak about intuiting that we're eternal. And yeah. I intuit it. I intuit that. I that's my experience. I'm still in this place of it'll be interesting. Do I get to a place where I know that and I'm not there yet, if I'm honest? But then I also come to I come to the same answer, whether it's true that we're eternal or this is a one-off blip of consciousness, one life, that's it. The end result is still the same. Like, how do I want to live this life meaningfully and connected? And, and everything we do here supports and supports yeah. that. Yeah. So, and yeah. what I, you know, it's like, am, am what I am intuiting or what I'm believing helping me show up now or experience now the way I would like to experience now. You know, but to, you know, we've, we've been so habituated to past and trying to take care of the future. And it's like, wow, what if? For me, that's that sub-question for number three is, is this... And you can use it for your intuitive knowing that I'm etern eternal, but um, is is what I'm believing helping me show up now the way I would like to show up? And if that, not, maybe that's enough information to be done with that story. You brought that up before, and it is a total gem. It's a total gem. Is <clears throat> is this helping me show up how I want to in life? No, and then just no, added the no. now. I just heard the now. Like yeah. you probably said it before, and I just really heard it when you said it a moment ago. And it's like, oh, wow. That's as yeah. eternal as it gets, right? So yeah, now, um, now, now or never. Now or never. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest. You know, what am I? What am I manifesting out there in the future? Well, look at what you're manifesting now. Yeah. Thank it's, you, and thanks everybody.
Yeah. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> okay, precious beings. And thank you so much for joining, sharing, uh, supporting each other by being together in this way. And um, so I feel so grateful and overflowing with good vibrations. The views and opinions expressed on the Love is the Power podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie, nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as the work. If you wish to know more about the work of Byron Katie, go to thework.com. And if you wish to know more about Tom, please visit theworkwithtom.com. Life is lived in lessons, each lesson's got its theme. They keep circling back for you until you start to see where you forgot you were connected with everything. It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering. It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering That love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping, so settle yours Love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping, so settle yours you can do all of the things you can play all of the parts you can make a mess of everything or score off all the charts but when you reach the end and you think that you have died you Satisfied.